الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ومن يتق الله يجعل له مخرجا ويرزقه من حيث لا يحتسب صدق الله العظيم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters the times that we are living in are extremely delicate very very sensitive there are numerous challenges that keep coming from every direction and among the very serious situations is that the very iman of a person is challenged attacks are directly on the iman of a person in the schooling environment out there in government schools etc there is a direct attack on iman likewise in the universities and apart from that generally in the media in various other forums there's a direct attack on the iman the big tragedy is that many don't even think anything about it that this is a direct attack on iman and the manner that this is happening is going to wash away a person's iman family's iman is going to be in danger if the person gets into these things but it is done in a very very subtle manner done in a very uh very glamorous manner people get caught up into it but this becomes the stepping stone to allah forbid losing one's iman so what is necessary is to always be very very alert very concerned about where things are going the media has always been used to completely brainwash people totally brainwash them things that at one time were not imaginable but by the use of the media those things not just became uh realities that it started happening but the brainwashing of the media took it to the point where it became even nawazubillah accepted and let alone becoming accepted to then talk against it became a crime to say that something is wrong with this that itself became wrong this example is not present to talk of something like this but just to make us understand that how things drift and how things just suddenly get washed away and how the mindsets change completely how the thinking gets completely capsized there was a time many many years back meaning less than a century back somewhere in the i can't remember exactly but the article that i read 
somewhere in the 1940s or around there, 50s or perhaps even little around, in that, around that time, uh, oh, the scrap of a garment that is called a bikini was invented. And now they wanted to get this marketed. But not a single woman of that time was ready to even consider this. She said, it's impossible. Who can ever dream wearing such a thing? And that too to appear in public. Now we're talking about not people who had Iman. We're talking about people who didn't have Iman. And they were being asked to now market this. So now they must wear it and appear in public. But they were not prepared to do it. So this was an, a big obstacle in the path of this uh, complete immorality, the shamelessness of a utmost degree, because now nobody wanted to take it on. And we're talking about people who didn't have Iman also. So how did, did they manage to then take it further? They created a so-called musical that appeared on American TV at that time. This was perhaps in the 50s or maybe even 60s. Well, maybe 50s or so. Or a little bit before that. Wallahu alam. The article is still somewhere which can be then double-checked. So in any case, they created what was called at the time a so-called musical. And in the musical, they hired the most lowest degree of morality, the woman who possessed the lowest degree of morality, who were women of the street and who had no morals and shame at all, because they were even selling themselves, they hired such women to wear this and become part of this musical. Now this musical was then aired on television. So now first people got shocked. And then after that shock now this thing carried on and on and on. And then they got used to the idea. And now when they got used to the idea, then some people decided to start imitating it. To also do something similar. In their own capacity. One thing led to another. Allah forbid, Allah forbid. It is such a tragic thing. It is such a tragic thing. That people talk about that in their families, in their extended families, unfortunately, families go to the beach and some of their relatives, etc., dress in this kind of lewd manner because it's the beach. So it's the beach, so now it has become suddenly fine. Na'uzubillahi min zalik. But what the point that we are making here is that how it reached this level. It started off with the use of the media. How the media warped the mind. And without even realizing it, where it finished off. So the media is one form in which this starts off. But then, as the media gets this into the thinking of people, into their minds, and into their lives thereafter, then they start living it. Then others who didn't even have access to that media, but because everybody around is doing something of that nature, they get washed along with that which has become the norm in society. So now, everybody is doing something, so we can't be left out. We can't be looking different. We can't be not doing what others are doing. So if others are dressing in jeans and tops, 
how can we not be doing that? Because now that's the in thing. So everybody has to do it. Then at the most now we'll just put on a buy on top of it. Or then if somebody else comes in the house or whatever, then we'll put on long burqa. That such a long burqa our grandmothers didn't see also in their lives. But now that is just to a temporary so-called cover-up. Like once this was expressed in this manner, that this has become a common thing. As you know, as long as you wear the abaya on top, then it's fine. Whatever you wear inside, the whether no matter how immoral that clothing might be, the tights and whatever else the people describe, Allah knows. And uh, it's for general wearing, but just now you're going outdoors, so now put the abaya on top. So it is like saying that indoors and under the abaya you can be a Yehudiya, but just cover up with the garment of a Muslimah on top. So on one end Yehudiya and whatever else, but outside just make it look like a Muslimah. Now, how can these two things marry? How can these two things ever be joined together? How can these two things ever be part of the same thing? It can't be. It cannot have east and west in one place. It's either you're on the east or in the west. Cannot be flying to Makkah, Mukha, uh, flying to New York and expect to land in Makkah, Mukarrama. You're flying towards New York. You boarded the plane that's going towards New York. You're going to land in New York. And you want to go to Makkah Sharif, but you boarded the plane going to New York. How are you, uh, you're going to reach Makkah Sharif? Now, how this happens is by means of this media. Now, one is it creates all this immorality, all this vice in the actions of people, destroys the haya, destroys the thinking in this regard, but then just as the media was used and is still being used to create immorality, to create vice, to bring people away from the haya that deen has taught, take people far away from that lifestyle of Rasulullah but it doesn't stop there, it goes beyond that, that is terrible enough, but it is beyond that also, where the very iman of a person is then attacked and people unfortunately are losing their iman because of exposure to these things. Now recently, somebody mentioned about their own daughter uh, was watching some kind of cartoons, Disney cartoons, and her complete thinking changed. She started talking some things which were totally perverse, which were completely off the track. And if a person grows up with that kind of thinking, that na'uzubillah, that kind of immorality is fine, the person will lose the iman. Now she is 10 years old or 11 years old, and she's watching the so-called Disney movies and cartoons. All movies are haram. It doesn't mean any particular movie only is haram. All are haram. But now this, what she was watching, warped her mind. And she was thinking in a very, very, in so-called in an innocent manner. Maybe she didn't realize what she's even saying, but what she's saying, that what she's saying comes out from the thinking. Now her thinking got changed. Now right now she might not be saying it as a belief, but it's already settled in the heart. And the next step is that becomes belief. So, the thinking completely changed. And now something completely immoral, completely perverse, something completely disgusting. She was quite comfortable about even asking about that question. Can Is this fine? 
and why can't this be correct? So now where it came from? It came from this filth that she was watching in the form of so-called cartoons or whatever, some Disney thing. This is not now, this is going back almost 35-40 years ago that some western researchers, western researchers who were writing about the media and films and whatever else, at that time they already had written that uh, some cartoons give the message to children that to be rude is cute. Now, that's the message that gets left in the mind and heart. It's not said in those words. Nobody gives that line. Nobody states that line that, look, you must be rude because it's cute. No. It's not said in those many, that many words. But the message that gets left after that whole drama and how things were done there and whatever else, which is all just fiction, obviously. But the message that gets left in the person who's seeing it in their heart and mind is that to be rude is cute. Now, these are the kind of things that are ongoing. And now, unfortunately, many people, they show their children these things. And uh, they say, no, no, they're too small now. Don't make things too heavy. And mustn't become an extremist. These are the common things that, unfortunately, from time to time come up. That somebody, sometimes parents, sometimes some family members, sometimes some others, uh, will make this kind of comments when somebody is trying to keep their children away from all these things. That no, they're small now, you mustn't make this too much of an issue, mustn't make it a big deal, and mustn't become an extremist, and it's fine now, they're small, but that's when the attack starts, the seeds get planted when they're small, so that by the time they are big, that are already those thorny trees are sticking out, and now it's too difficult to uproot it. So, from time to time, there are so many of these things that are surfacing, and unfortunately, many young girls are watching these things. Many young boys are watching these things. Everybody got their own device in their hands, in their own rooms. And they are watching all these various things. Somebody mentioned something about some kind of uh, thing that's doing the rounds called the Messiah. And there are things that are being planted through this which are corrupting Aqidah. It's corrupting the beliefs of regarding various fundamentals. Now people are just, well, it's very entertaining, Allah Alam, what, what entertainment they get out of it. And obviously this is all a very big trap of shaitan, but people are watching it for whatever their reasons are, and they're getting caught up in it, and their minds are getting corrupted. Their aqidah is getting corrupted. So this is not just something by the way. It's not something somebody just wanted to do for money. No. This is being done deliberately to destroy, na'uzubillah, the iman of believers. It is to create a corrupt and immoral society. And in particular to destroy the iman of the believers. That is why these things are brought out in this manner. It's not just something coincidental. It's very, very deeply thought and planned for the wrong purposes that is being done. Now, unfortunately, when a person gets caught up in these things, first from one thing, then to another, then to the third, then anything comes along, the person is watching. We might have heard the word serial killer. From time to time, you hear about a serial killer. Now, these serial killers are very dangerous people. Unfortunately, from time to time, something happens somewhere in the world, here, there, everywhere, and 
one, two, three, five, about half a dozen murders take place, then they see a common, pro- common factor in all these things. And they realize it's not different people, it's the same person that's committing these murders. And it seemed like somebody who's just, his mind has become so corrupted and so warped that he is now on a mission to just kill people. So now they find some common threads and they realize that this is the work of one person. Now though it's happening in different locations sometimes and over a period of time, it's not all in the same time. Today something happened and after a few weeks something happened and another few weeks something happened. But then they link it up. And then eventually after some times, many a times, then now they really go on a manhunt and put all the resources into catching this person. Eventually many a person gets caught. Now by that time he caught, by the time he got caught, somebody killed 10 people, somebody killed 20 people, somebody killed more. So now they say this person is a very, very dangerous person. So now they put the whole, every, every department of the police and whatever else, everybody, the investigators and the CIDs and everybody behind him. Why? Because this person is a serial killer. And he's com- causing havoc. People, society has become living in fear because you don't know where this person is lurking and who's next. So now that serial killer we all have heard about, or most of us would have heard about, from time to time, unfortunately, some kind of lunatics and maniacs, they do these kind of things. But now there's another kind of serial killer. The serials that people watch. There's a serial killer also. Sometimes it kills people's time. That, that's not sometimes, that's every time, obviously. Which is such a valuable asset, that's the capital of insan. How is he going to use his time? Either the time can make him or break him. So one is this asset of the person's time. So the serial killer, it kills the time. Then it's killing the morals. People are watching the serials. It's killing the morals. It's killing haya. Because these things can't survive if there isn't an element of uh, immorality in it. There isn't some kind of vulgarity in it. That's what now keeps it surviving. Because it is all evil in itself. So now that evil cannot survive, it doesn't become more evil. Because then it will start dwindling and die off. So now they could keep making it worse. To create some kind of so-called interest in it. So now it's killing the time, obviously, totally. Then it's killing the morality, the haya, the shame, the modesty. It's killing respect because that's the kind of things that come out of it. To be rude is cute, is the old story. Now you don't know where it's gone to. So it's killing respect. Then, together with this, it is killing many of the concepts of deen that are to be in the mind of a person, in his heart. It's killing them. And killing people's iman. And so many other issues, obviously killing Iman is the worst situation that comes up. But in between there are so many other things that happen, that this is killing. It's killing all these things. It's killing family time. It's killing the relationship between family people, between people of the same household. Everybody is stuck onto their cereals. And then the month of Ramadan comes, it kills that too. Because now the person is so stuck on these things... So now whether it's 15th of Shaban, whether it's Ramadan, how he's going to stop this and how he's going to avoid it. So now he's stuck to it, he's glued to it.
So it's killing everything. Now that serial killer creates panic. It's a maniac, it's somebody who's a lunatic that is going about killing people like this and it creates panic. So as much as that creates panic, unfortunately this serial killer should though the serial killer should have been creating even more panic, unfortunately it's creating no panic, rather it's wholeheartedly welcomed. The serial killer is wholeheartedly welcomed. Tragically and unfortunately, it's wholeheartedly with open arms, it's welcomed, you become part of my life, no problem. And I will give you full attention. I will give you full attention, you be part of my life. But what is happening in the process, it's killing. And it's killing so many things. As we mentioned that this attack on Iman, directly attacking Iman. So we need to become very conscious of these fitnas. That these fitnas are engulfing us from every direction. And if a person is not alert, the person is not conscious. And not just being alert and conscious, part of being alert and conscious is to stay far away from all these things. We need to run from these serial killers. Run from those devices itself. Have nothing to do with all these, watching all these cartoons or movies. All this is impermissible. And it really destroys the fervor of Iman. And Allah forbid then that progresses to destroying the Iman itself. So on that note, we need to become very, very conscious, very concerned that we do not allow our Iman to become tainted by these things. And as repeatedly we have discussed this, that once these things start creeping into one's life, then the good things start leaving. It doesn't happen, there's no vacuum. That uh, the good things and the bad things will all stay side by side. No, no, no. When Now we started pushing this into our space, then the good things will leave. Because both can't coexist. And when the good things start leaving, that won't leave a vacuum. It leaves space for more evil. So now the person's brought in some evil, so some good left. But then more, a lot of it left. So now that space got created for further evil. We need to start stepping up the good. Now, as part of the preparation for the month of Ramadan, which is not far away from us, we should be, number one, making dua constantly, every day, in fact, from now, that Allah Ta'ala enable us to, to reach the Mubarak month of Ramadan in a, in a manner that we can take the maximum benefit from it. But from now we should start some kind of preparation to increase the good. So that by the time the Mubarak month of Ramadan comes, we are ready for it and the space is all dedicated to those things that will take us closer to Allah Ta'ala. If that doesn't start now, and we don't start pushing out all these evils from our space and our time and our lives, then Allah forbid this will carry on and carry on through Ramadan, and then that is a very dangerous thing. That such a Mubarak time comes, and in such a Mubarak time, Ramadan is like a guest, such an honored guest, and the person shows indifference to the honored guest, and this honored guest has been sent by Allah Ta'ala. So it is showing total disregard for such an honored guest, that Allah Ta'ala has sent to us, then that is very dangerous. The president, the king, sends somebody a guest, and he says, this is my, I am sending this guest. So the person drops everything, and he does his very best to look after the guest, because this guest has come from the king. This guest has come from the president. 
from the Prime Minister, let alone President, Prime Minister and King, even one small time big shot of our area or something, he also sends somebody will give it extra attention, give him extra attention. So, this guest is coming from the side of Allah Ta'ala, the guest of Ramadan. How are we going to prepare for that? We're just going to just take it casually, just let it go by. Allah forbid, that's a very dangerous thing. The, the very serious situation com- sometimes comes up is, and Allah Ta'ala protect us, we should keep making dua for this. When a person is indifferent towards deen, towards the auspicious occasions of deen, the person is indifferent towards uh, whatever opportunities Allah Ta'ala gives to get closer to him then this starts creating a slide backwards. And Allah forbid, as that slide gets faster, and the person starts becoming more and more steeped into wrong, and more and more further away from good, Allah Ta'ala protect us, Allah save us, it becomes a situation where then that heart gets sealed. And now when the heart gets sealed, then the good has no effect. And the warnings about the harms, the warnings about the evil of whatever is being done, what the consequences would be, none of these things have any effect. It just bounces off. Like in the Hadith Sharif, it has been explained in detail, inshallah, on some other occasion we might discuss that, that when that heart becomes engulfed in the darkness, لَا يَعْرِفُ مَعْرُوفًا وَلَا يُنْكِرُ مُنْكَرًا إِلَّا مَا أُشْرِبَ مِنْ هَوَاهِ that the Bismillahirrahmanirrahim said that when that heart becomes completely engulfed in the darkness of sin and becomes hardened with that sin, then la yarifu ma'rufa it can't recognize any good and it can't reject any wrong. It can't accept any good and it can't reject any wrong. Every good, every good gets rejected, and every wrong gets welcomed. Every wrong gets embraced. Every wrong gets taken on fully and the only thing that becomes the life of this person is illa ma ushriba min hawa chasing one's desires, chasing passions that's the only thing becomes the be all and end all of this person's life so now that's never going to end and that just keeps, get, keeps getting more complicated and worse the person starts off from one thing and that is not good enough then something else and then something else in whichever aspect it is whether it is, for example, Allah forbid, people get caught up in abusing something. So now one thing leads to another, then that leads to another. People start looking at some things, then what they're looking at is not good enough, then something worse, and then something worse, and then something worse. People start uh, dressing in a certain way, which is wrong, then that's not good enough. It must get something beyond that, and then something beyond that. So Allah forbid, this starts creating that slide. And illa ma ushriba bin hawa. The only thing thereafter is chasing desires and chasing this fun and excitement of the dunya. But that comes at a very severe price. It sometimes destroys a person's dunya also. But the main thing is that it destroys deen. It destroys the iman of a person, Allah forbid. So, we need to understand the, the traps that shaitan is trying to lay out there and stay far away from it. And somebody talks about these things, that they are doing this, that they are watching this. We should get a shock. We should become very concerned, not to listen attentively and with interest. Should be getting a shock that, how can you be watching this? This is totally haram to start off with. And then this is a direct attack on Iman. It's an attack on one's deen. It's an attack on Haya. 
It's an attack on all the values of deen. So, we should never ever listen to even somebody else's uh, description of what they saw in these kind of things, or listen to what they are doing and involved in. We should be far away from such company also, far away from such discussions. Allah forbid, shaitan uses this, these discussions to plant some kind of curiosity in the mind. Now that person got curious that this person saw this and that and the other. Now let's see what it's all about. So now that curiosity, they, there's a very famous saying, curiosity killed the cat. Curiosity killed the cat. The cat got curious now to this. Go see what's there. When it went to see what's there, the dog pounced on it and it killed it. So likewise, person gets curious for these kind of things. But then that dog of shaitan is lurking behind it. And when a person starts going to put his face there, the next thing that dog of shaitan has now already clamped onto him. So we need to stay very far away from these things, make sincere tawbah, istighfar, and repent, make dua to Allah Ta'ala to save us and protect us, and that we don't get anywhere close to any of these things. Allah Ta'ala keep our iman safe, Allah Ta'ala protect us from all the fitnas that are engulfing us from every direction. Allah keep us on the path of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Grant us that level of haya that is required of us in deen and save us from the ways of the Yahud and Nasara. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik. Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallama bima huwa ahlu. اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف المعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وأصحابه أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين